You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend. In this uh, five-minute Friday, I want to talk about why life isn't fair. And I would think that almost everyone gets this. But when I look at the marketplace, when I look at conversations out in the world, even sometimes (laughs) my own perspective, um, people just don't really get it. Now, me personally, I just had an appointment a couple of days ago, an appointment downtown Fort Worth. I live north of Fort Worth, and I take the expressway down into town. And just as extra insurance, I decided to take the express lane. You have to pay a little bit more for that because it's a toll express, but typically you move 5, 10, 15 minutes faster than the rest of the traffic uh, on the regular highway. Well, I'm on the expressway, and Traffic starts backing up, and before I know it, I'm sitting there for an hour. And I can look over. I looked over and saw people speeding by on the regular highway, the regular lanes. And I had this thought, like, that's not fair. (laughs) And then I laughed at myself. I said, well, it is what it is. And realizing that I wasn't going anywhere fast, and probably not anywhere in the near future, I called ahead and rearranged my appointment. I let them know what was going on. But I admit, looking back on it, I did have that thought. It wasn't fair, as if somebody out there was supposed to look out for me. And that's kind of the mindset behind fairness, wouldn't you say? That there's some entity, some force, uh, uh, they, there's a group out there that is doling out experiences, doling out money, doling out, you know, resources, and they're supposed to be doing it equitably, you know, with fairness. Well, I by and large don't think this way, and I think that has a lot to do with the way I was brought up. I was the oldest of five kids in often, you know, resources, whenever we got a steak, you know, and, and this, you know, everyone didn't get a steak. We got one steak and was cut up into little pieces. And it was never doled out exactly. No matter how hard we tried, it was never fair between all of us. And my dad just said, you know, life isn't fair. And it was something that he would say again and again whenever the subject was brought up. That's not fair. That's not sharing. That's not equitable. I didn't use the word equitable then, but, you know, he would say, well, life isn't fair. And so I got it. Life wasn't fair. It was what it was. It is what it is. And it shouldn't have, couldn't have been any other way than the way it happened. Because if it could have been, it would have been. That's my motto. I vividly remember when I was eight years old, and one of my best friends at the time died in his sleep from a cerebral hemorrhage. Eight years old. And I can remember at the funeral, the adults saying, it just isn't fair. And I remember distinctly, every time I heard someone say that, I heard the words of my father in my ear, well, life isn't fair. And then again, in my 20s, my late 20s, I was friends with a a young couple, Luke and Rhonda. 
And they were like the perfect couple. They looked like Ken and Barbie, you know, just beautiful. And she was pregnant. Rhonda was pregnant. They were they were both pregnant, you guess you could say. But just before the baby was supposed to be born, there were complications and she had a miscarriage. And for a year to three years, I think, it, it, it was like persistent. She lived in the idea that it just wasn't fair. And because she expected life to be fair, she had a hard time getting over the grief, getting over the loss. It was really hard for her until they were able to get pregnant again. And then there was a lot of fear around it. But even so, I'm happy to report that they ended up having a healthy baby girl. And I, I thank God that I had the, the foresight or the emotional intelligence not to, to tell Rhonda, well, life isn't fair. That would not have gone over well. So that's why I'm telling you now in this, in this podcast that hopefully you can adopt this attitude now. You see, there's no one looking out for you by and large. Hopefully, your parents, your mom, your dad. But then I remember Charlotte. Charlotte, from age 3 to age 12, was sexually abused by her father and her uncle. And for years, she carried around this idea that it wasn't fair, that she was supposed to be taken care of. Her parents were supposed to look out for her. Her mother looked the other way. She lived in this idea that it should have been fair. And as long as she hung on to that, then she was in suffering. And suffering is that idea that it should have, could have been some other way than the way it was. But it wasn't. And every time we think it should have been, could have been some other way, but then we're faced with the reality and the pain of it, it's a vicious cycle, vicious circle. We just go round and round in it until we can arrive at a point where we can accept it just for what it was and not make it have to be anything other than the way it was. And that's what happened to Charlotte. Once she was able to accept it, as, as traumatic and devastating as it was at the time, once she accepted it as just a matter of fact, yes, it happened, she was able to begin healing. In the acceptance of what it was, she was able to transform it and put the past in the past. She was also in, empowered not to allow the past to define her. It was just something that happened. And then I also remember when I was 19, my best friend at the time, actually, he was my best friend for 13, 14, probably 15 years. But at 19, he got a job, a summer job, because he was going to college. He got a summer job paying $15 an hour in the construction field. His father was a, was a vice president of a construction concern in Detroit. And I can remember being a bit envious because I was only making $2.35 an hour, minimum wage. And here he was making over $15 an hour, and he was no better than me. We hung out together. We did crazy things together. Why did he get that opportunity? It wasn't fair. I can remember thinking that distinctly. But it wasn't long. It wasn't long before I heard my father's words in my ear. Daniel, life isn't fair. Most of you can look around your world, look around your environment, and point to many, many instances where life is not showing up with any degree of fairness. I've heard people talk about the disparity in wealth between, you know, these the, the top 1%, the people that have billions of dollars. I forget how many billions of dollars Elon Musk has or Jeff Bezos. You know, someone said they should divide up all the wealth if they divided all all the wealth up just between Jeff Bezos and handed everyone, doled it out to everybody. 
it'd be like a million dollars a person. Every person on the planet would have money in their pocket. Now, I don't know if his math was right, but let's just go on principle or the idea for the sake of a mental experiment here that everyone would have a great deal of money in their pocket. Well, you and I know, if you really think about it, within 10 years, all that money would be back in the hands of Jeff Bezos. Why? Would it be unfair? No, he cracked the code. He attracted all that. He created it. He created Amazon. I guess one could say that the law of attraction is fair, meaning that it will dole out to anyone. Anyone has the opportunity to attract the things, the life that they want. All you have to do is be a vibratory match for that which you attract. That, in a nutshell, is the law of attraction. Like attracts like. So for the context of this podcast episode, I'm going to repeat what my dad told me time and time again growing up. Son, life is not fair. And what that really means is, is that I am responsible. You are responsible for your life. You're responsible for your thoughts. You're responsible for how you show up. You're responsible for your point of attraction, your vibratory match. Something that just happened to me yesterday, I was out on a walk with our our youngest boy, uh, Skylar, and uh, we stopped along the walk because he was interested in what a particular plant was. And I have an app on my phone that I can take a picture of the app and it uploads it to the web and identifies the plant. I love this app. So while I'm standing off to the side of the path, I start taking the pictures and I can start feeling the biting on my legs. And I look down and there's fire ants. I'm standing right in a fire ant pile and they're all crawling up my leg and I start brushing them off and then they're all over my arm and I'm getting bit left and right. And it was painful. And I have to say, I was immersed right in the present moment. The only thing I was thinking of is getting these ants off my body. So I'm brushing them off. I'm taking my shoe off because they crawled inside my sock. And I'm taking everything off, brushing, making sure that there's no little ants. It's amazing how much pain these little ants can cause. But I kept brushing them off. And every now and then I'd find one that I missed. And I just spent more time focusing on these ants. But afterwards... I have to, I ask myself the question, how did I attract this? Because I actually live in the idea that I attract everything into my life. I create my experience. Well, just before I went on the walk, my wife asked me, I had a couple of little scratches or marks on my, on my chest. And she asked me, you know, are those bug bites? I said, no, no, they're not bug bites. She says, well, they look like bug bites. And in my head, I said, they're not bug bites. If I was bitten by a bug, I would know that I got bit by a bug. And then I thought about the times when I've encountered fire ants in the past and how I definitely knew I was getting bit. But that little series of thoughts was really only about 30 seconds in my head. And I had dropped it. I left it, I thought, when we, when we went on the walk. And coming back on the walk, that's when I stood in the fire ant pile. I attracted it because I created it as a possibility. At that moment, because of what I was thinking, I was a vibratory match for that experience. 
But when you can accept the idea that life is not fair, then you can be 100% responsible. You'll never play the victim again as if someone shouldn't have, couldn't have done what they did. When someone cuts you off on the expressway, you just wave to them and acknowledge the fact that sometimes people cut you off. Sometimes they're so concerned about what they're doing, they're not paying attention. And they think their path, their, their journey is more important than yours. If you find yourself in a situation in your life that you don't want, you don't desire it, you, you no longer want to live there, it's up to you to start making a difference. It's up to you to start thinking differently, behaving differently in order to create a new future. Just sitting back and waiting to be saved isn't going to happen. The Calvary is not coming. The man on the white horse is not coming. No one is out to save you. It's up to you to save yourself. And I tell you that not to depress you, not to make you feel hopeless. It's just that you're empowered to take action on your own behalf, to think things through on your own behalf, to make different choices. If it is to be, it is up to me. The beauty of that idea, though, is once you align your thinking, once you align your emotions to finding a way out, creating a way out, then the universe conspires on your behalf. Then the Calvary comes in, the angels come in, your guides come in. You receive synchronicity, unexpected and unseen events and people support come your way. But it is predicated, preceded by you making the choice to be responsible for your life. Yep, life is not fair. I'm sorry about that. Sometimes I wish it was for an instant. Because when I really think about it, if it was fair across the board, if it was predetermined what I was going to receive, the experiences I was going to have, the life I was going to live, because, hey, it's got to be fair across the board, right? I would find that rather boring. There would be very little incentive to create what I want, to do anything beyond and over and above. Because what's, what's the payback? What's the payoff? When you release the idea that life is fair or predetermined, then it opens up possibility. Anything is possible when you accept the idea that life is not fair. Well, until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. Oh, 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 oh,